Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the Where the fuck is this talking to me? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm going pretty great, but I'm not talking to any Luke Heggie. I'm talking to best show at Sydney Comedy Festival's Luke Heggie. Yes, you certainly are. And you're and, uh, and you're talking to Breakfast Radio's Nick Cody, so here's a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, mate. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Busy week up here. It's been pretty good. Shows were good. All fun? Yeah, all fun. Couple of couple of little fellas who live on the internet would disagree that my show was good, but uh... yeah, I saw you got a couple of complaints. Fuck, man, unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. unbelievable getting through <laughs> Melbourne untouched. I know, amazing how the tables are turned. I I have to eat my words. Melbourne was great this year. I mean, Sydney's been great too, but I didn't get any of this in Melbourne. Bit of stick online. Respectfully, though, you did send the blokes to your uh, to your page where you know you won't read complaints. Unless they're paid for, yes. And uh, he did pay his dollar, so no, actually they're still free. I haven't sorted that out. It's still, it's still on the COVID special. I got to put it back up to a dollar. Weed this sort of thing out. Yeah, that would have fucking got him. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't have done it for a buck. I don't reckon. Yeah, I won't stop at anything until this man's cancer. A dollar. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let him go now. <laughs> Hopefully later. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, a bit of a shout out to. Our mate, yeah. I was going to say yours, but he's actually originally mine. Uh, Conrad, the uh, our, our trusty editor who makes this listenable, he's currently at your old school, Westborough Baptist College, <laughs> uh, doing the sound <laughs> for a musical. Yeah, musical. I don't know if I've ever spoken about this before, but Westbourne uh, out in Hoppers Crossing or Truganina, technically, western suburbs of Melbourne where I went to high school on a scholarship, academic, whatever. Who's checking? But hey, you don't have to qualify it all the time. Go on. Well, I do, just in case some cunts think I'm rich. That's what I want to tell people too. You know, when you hear people talk, you're a straight white guy, you've never heard a slur. It's like, are you serious? I had to sit at a Werribee bus stop wearing a blazer. Yeah. I've fucking, I've heard them. I've heard them all. Oh, and I had a blazer <laughs> with shorts and long socks. Fucking bully's wet dream every afternoon. Don't worry, I've heard the slurs. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Westbourne Grammar School, every year they'd send out a, a thing to the parents asking, and I was, of course, never a part of a musical. Why would I be? I could play sports. But uh, yeah. they'd ask me for how, how many tickets our family would like, 
to the musical and my mum, for the first four years, she just wrote, sorry, we've got to go to his grandpa's funeral. Yeah. Just wrote that back in every year. And then they clocked on, hold on, who's got four grandpas? Well, those suburbs, brave new world these days. People have got <laughs> six and eight of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, those kids used to just go, oh, no, every, every time there's an excuse, dead grandpa, just like that. Yeah. People don't clock on anymore. They have to be careful because yeah. there could be a lot of them. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> Family trees have changed their fucking shape. <laughs> they cottoned onto that excuse by the time year 12 rolled around and they said, how many tickets would you like? And the boxes available were one, two, three, four, five, six. And my mum drew in an extra box and wrote zero and ticked that and said, I'd rather have hot pokers put into my eyes. Oh, great. And sent that back to the school. But Westbourne Grammar... Our, our mate, Conrad, the audio champ, he's out there at the minute and I've told him to sort something out for me because uh, I brought this up on radio, Westbourne Grammar School. You go on the Wikipedia page, notable alumni. Yeah, fucking hell. Surely I've made this. Oh, yeah. Nah, James Jego, Adelaide United footballer. Hold on. Australian soccer. Fuck off. He's the top. He's the top. Of the notable alumni, who's top? Well, no, there's Lydia. Don't tell Le- me Julian Knight is not top. Julian Knight's not in there. They've oh. missed one. And I would say you don't have to say good bloke alumni, no. but notable. Most definitely notable. <laughs> Very notable. You want to get remembered forever, you got to kill some people. Lydia Lasilla, she's a Winter Olympics gold medal winner, which that should be notable. Australia never wins shit at the Winter Olympics, let alone a gold. Yep. So she's nailed that. Anton Di Pascale is a V8 supercar driver. Shannon Corcoran, AFL footballer. Uh, but finally, big dog, Bella Page, who's the runner-up of The Voice Kids Australia 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Not this cunt. What does he have to do? Isn't Wikipedia, though, like I'm sus of it, don't you just put your own shit in there? You could put yourself in there, couldn't you? I'm not going to. Not that you want to. I know you don't want to get caught doing that, but (laughs) don't these people just put themselves in there? Do they? That'd be pretty sad. I think so. I think you can you can contribute. Isn't it a a crowd contributor website? Yeah, of course. But I I don't see an AFL footy player or a V8 supercar driver or a Winter Olympics gold medalist doing that. A voice kids contestant, possibly. You joke about that. I reckon a lot of people do that sort of thing. But hey, I might actually get a run for old Westbourne in a few weeks' time. I I brought up on. on radio this morning last week, my co-host Brennan Favola was very upset that a team hit him up on Instagram asking him if he wanted to run in the reserves. Yep. And he said, I've, I kicked over 600 goals in the AFL, over 200 AFL games. I don't play in the resis. But then I got hit up. Old Westbourne, the alumni team, yeah. have hit me up for a run in the rev- resis. I brought it up on radio today and Fev said, I'm in. Oh, so both of you are going to go? Fev and I are going to rock up to Old Westbourne Reserves for a kick. Jesus. All right. Make sure you don't do any stretching. <laughs> Man, I haven't. Straight out. <laughs> Decades. There's a reason I've got a lift in one of my shoes at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Touch rugby. Well, Conrad's out there doing a musical. I can only assume it's called Bang Bang, the musical story of Hoddle Street's very own Julian Knight. Um, he's got his own Wikipedia page. Doesn't need Westbourne. I guarantee if there was a musical about a massacre, it would still be that fucking over-the-top singing. Of course. Duck down, duck down, <laughs> duck down. He's got a rifle. He is kicking off, you know. <laughs> and they're big, <laughs> the big fucking hands skipping across oh, the yeah. stage. They are all the fucking same. No, he told me actually it's it's Matilda. Oh. The musical Matilda. So Tim Minchin. Yeah. 
you would have been a leotard 20 years ago doing that if it was around, <laughs> jumping about on a stage. Mate, they made me in year 12, you had to do one arts, uh, one arts event in the school calendar. So I was in the choir. I joined the house choir. Yeah. Um, and I got to do the deep voice in Love Shack. Oh, okay. The love. There was about four of us. The love shack. That's all we had to do. Oh, you just came in with that once yeah. throughout the whole song pretty yeah. much. Tick that off. Nice one. Bang. You know the lyrics have changed a little bit recently. Haven't they? In a great comedy skit I saw called Change Love to Fuck. <laughs> it's called The Fuck Shack. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> We, do, we won't give away a name, but if you can find that on Insta, uh, on YouTube, oh, he's also got a documentary a out. It's a good watch. It's very good. Um, yeah, man. Oh, I did my corporate the other day. Dodged a bullet. Went up to Brisbane. Brisbane. Did a corporate. Uh, worst thing that happened was I got blisters off my new steel caps I had to wear to it. Because <laughs> I, I can't wear sand shoes to a corporate. I don't have anything else. So I had the, a fresh pair of steel caps from the last Afghanistan trip, so I busted them out. You know, they they look like leather boots. Yeah. Not quite like the built-up RMs that you'd wear, but still acceptable. So you put your fucking Scotty Cam kit on. You fucking. (laughs) Fairly much, yeah. Like brand new (laughs) Brand new Bluntstones. (laughs) You polished up Bluntstones. You got out there. Who was it for? I was for a bunch of truck salesmen. Jeez. At round tables, dressed up. Wow. It was actually... Not too bad. A bit of a shout-out to Clayton, the Soundie, mm. um, Brisbane Convention Centre Soundie, listener of this podcast, avid fan. So thank fuck it went all right because that would have been embarrassing. I only know two Claytons yeah, I know. now. One of them's your brother. Yeah, I know. The other one's a listener. Yeah. Good name. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, yeah, I got away with it. I thought the boots were going to slow me down. I anticipated <laughs> sprinting out of the convention centre. <laughs> I was going to have to take them off and ditch them, just yeah. go barefoot. How did it go for all your movement on stage, which is slightly rocking back, holding the microphone stand? Was that all right? Was it a bit hard getting those toes off the ground? Yeah. No, sometimes they, they just make you stand behind the lectern, oh. which is the worst, like <laughs> leaning into one of those mics that's attached to the lectern. Oh, oh man. Fucking bad news. At a real estate corporate, and I remember leaning on the lectern, holding the mic, Yeah, just going, this is rough. Oh, yeah. You could pretty much pee in a cup under one of them if you wanted to during your corporate. <laughs> like I'm at a high-stakes blackjack table. Yeah. Not going to move. Hot hand. Like the pokies. <laughs> they used to have to pre, uh, like the old pokies, um, they used to have to drill holes in the buckets of your coins because people would just piss in them. Yeah. So so you couldn't pee in them anymore, not wanting to leave your machine. When it's filled up, throw it over your shoulder for good luck, like a salt shaker. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Now, we should kick into this. It is a classic episode. I've been looking forward to this for a little while. A uh, modern-day hero here. Ooh. And uh, we've made it, too. We're episode 62, and um, I've been looking forward to this guy. Not anyone gets there. No, not a, not a lot do, actually. Most podcasts, like yours, uh, would you get about six episodes in and then got bored or something? Ten. Ten? Yeah. Oh, I beg your pardon. You made it. I'm really not a self-motivated man. Yeah, I know. I need I need to die of consequences before I turn things around. Like what? I should have had a mole check six months ago. Now one popped up on my shoulder that's raised. And you go, fuck, all right. Yeah. Don't have a look. You know. What are the consequences here? Me on the phone. Well, there's some, you know, got to put in effort. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, people do judge. Um, <laughs> this is just a, a classic hijack 
story. And uh, hijacking, that came to a fairly abrupt end, as we know, when inevitably some larrikins back in 01 took things a little far. Mm. Um, all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Uh, this week we have a man, and every now and then there exists a man who transcends mid-flight incidents and fuels a movement, makes a difference, and eventually receives a parade in his honour. One of the greatest, maybe the greatest ever purveyor of mid-flight brawls, Lai Tong from Vietnam. What an absolute champ. I've never heard of Lai Tong. Well, I mean, this is a good old day's trip down memory lane into yesteryear, obviously. Different time when hijackings didn't necessarily mean everyone's earning themselves a pair of angel wings today because the ones you see outside, they're about to get snapped off. Um, People used to just hijack planes for a laugh. There's quite a lot of them. They just do it for something to do, like a bet or something. They would generally, the pilots would go, Where do you want to go? Oh, drop us off in fucking Egypt or something. Yeah, peaceful. Everyone wins. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But then, you know, as usual, greed took over. This is, uh, if you cast your mind back, it's Bangkok to Ho Chi Minh City, September 4, 1992. Vietnam Airlines VN850. Barcelona Games. Fresh in everyone's mind. Oh, very fresh. Yes. Um, Lai Tong, son of a farmer who was executed for being a revolutionary. Um, Lai himself, he served in the South Vietnamese Air Force in the elite Black Eagle Fighter Squadron. And uh, quite an eventful life, Lai Tong. Eventually, he was shot down and sent to re-education camp. And may that sound nice, don't they? Um, so all the, all the relevant ingredients are there for Lai Tong to really kick off. In uh, 1975. Re-education camp, is that when they just catch a young rapscallion who's done too many break and enterings and make him go to TAFE, learn a trade? No. bit different? That sounds nice, doesn't it? I don't think so. I think it's quite a lot different to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got to go. <laughs> uh, in, in 1975, everyone, everyone signs up for it. None of them refuse. No hats thrown in the air at the end? Absolutely not. No graduation from a re-education camp? No, it's no. not. Nothing like that, I don't think. Also, no hex debt. So, you know, every cloud. Most of them graduate under the ground. Um, in, uh, in 1975, when Vietnam won the war and installed communist rule, Lai Tong had a bit, a bit of a bee in his bonnet because he'd obviously fought as a pilot for South Vietnam, the Vietnam Rabbitohs. Um he managed to escape from being re-educated. Maybe he already knew what they were trying to teach him. One of those, you know, those oh-so-clever students who act up because they're gifted? Oh, yeah. It's a concept the parents of the world over cling to rather than admit their kids <laughs> simply a little fucking bastard. I've always loved that. I don't think – I remember there was a handful of kids I've met in my life that did get to skip a grade because they were just caning it so much. Yeah. Years at school aren't – it's not to learn shit as quickly as you possibly can. It's to keep you busy until you're switched on enough to go get a fucking job. Absolutely. Shit idea putting kids ahead. So year 12 at Harvard, a 12-year-old, sorry, at Harvard, you know. Yeah, Doogie Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid idea. <laughs> fucking social turd. Hopeless. So um, anyway, he's, he's stewing over this for quite some time. So come 1992, Lai Tong, still angry. Time won't dampen the hardened heart of a revolutionary son. So um. Lai Tong, by this stage a naturalised US citizen, feeling nostalgic for the good old days of Saigon, has gotten on board VN850 and sat there like any normal passenger holding a Hessian sack. 
uh, for the one-hour, 50-minute flight. Did you say holding a Hessian sack? Yeah. That didn't seem to raise any eyebrows. Big sack he had with him. Wow. One hour in, he's grabbed a plastic knife and a coat hanger to threaten crew. Uh, he said he had a bomb. You know what? What? I'd be all over that it's a fake knife if you also pull out a coat hanger. Oh, for sure. I don't reckon that knife's real. If I've got an actual fucking knife, I don't need a backup coat hanger in case it doesn't work. It's going to work. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. I would have smelled a rat immediately <laughs> anyway. Blokes with bombs, they got better close-up weapons than a coat hanger and a plastic knife. Yeah. You know, there is no bomb, fuckhead. <laughs> look, at your, look at your tools. Don't blow all the budget on a bomb. And then- <laughs> yeah. This- <laughs> Nothing left for the weapons. This is 1992, so entry-level threatener is a Swiss Army knife to the throat of a hostess. Maybe a chloroform-soaked hanky. Stuff you used to be able to get through before the nanny state stepped in. Um, he got one of them to get him into the into the cockpit where he told the pilot to reduce speed to minimum, which is rare for a jacking in the air or on land. Yeah. Usually it's fucking step on it, mate. Yeah. Or a coat hanger. Um, told the pilot to slow right down and go to 500 feet, 152 metres. Wow. Um, they still don't do metric. Yeah. And it's, maybe he could pull that off in his, you know, in his fighter jet. But I reckon it's probably on a big fucking thing. You don't want to slow that down and then go really close to buildings. There's a good reason they they have to take off at a certain speed, you know, yeah. just to get lift. Well, this <laughs> Stay is, up there. This is the slowest. Man, the metric the metric Imperial thing's caused problems before, hasn't it? In your yeah. air crash investigations, there's been a few, hasn't it? Yeah, there was one of gallons to litres with petrol. Yeah, that's right. Just halfway through the flight, it was fucking empty. Whoopsie daisy. They seem to have agreed on English having to be spoken by ATC and pilots the world over. Yeah. They can't agree on fucking metric or imperial for fuel and distance. Only America holding on. Yeah. Stubborn, aren't they? For some <laughs> things. Um, so for the next 30 minutes, Lai Tong was throwing sackfuls of leaflets at the cockpit window into the streets of Ho Chi Minh. Wow. That uh, urged the Vietnamese people to rise up and overthrow Hanoi's communist government in order to build an independent, free, and prosperous Vietnam. So pretty good. Um, Signing himself commander of the uprising forces, Tong declared on the leaflets that only the Vietnamese communists, while in their last breath, are still stubbornly trying with a governing clique old and out of date to go against the tide of humankind. So wise words, pretty good. So many other ways to get get some leaflets out there, you know. Oh, I reckon... I reckon one of them will be worth some cash money in a collector's display cabinet. Oh, you collect stuff. Surely, then one of them would be on the home at the shelf next to your figurines behind you there. <laughs> hey, you say that it's a bookshelf. <laughs> the only thing close to a figurine is a signed Conor McGregor glove that yeah, is on there. Good on you. <laughs> um, if we get a studio, oh, we've got to get one of those one of those leaflets. For the- <laughs> Man, that'd be sick. I mean, you could probably just print one off somewhere. It'd be. But, yeah, a real one. Unbelievable. Then Lai Tong, war hero and now hijacker, he's uh, opened up the emergency exit. You can do that if you're going slow and low enough, little yep. tip from the top. <laughs> um, and uh, and he's jumped out with a parachute strapped to his back. Fuck, yeah. Pretty good. Real good. I assume he's just told all the people to put on their seatbelts before he pulled that stunt. I'm happy you said parachute because, again, I was picturing the start of fucking commando. Oh, right. Schwarzenegger just goes into the reeds, <laughs> yeah. comes out, we, walks About 50 metres, 50 metre yeah. jump, fine. Oh, way, way higher. <laughs> yeah. He plunges out of that plane, but it's all right. There was a pond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a waist-high pond that he landed in. 
<laughs> oh, I just, yeah. This whole thing, though, what a time. When you could just go through security with a parachute and a sack full of papers. <laughs> that's got to be, that's worse than a fucking device, a parachute going through that. Knife, coat hanger, parachute, <laughs> fucking thousands of pamphlets. Sack full of junk mail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any check-in luggage? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. All right. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah, pretty good. So um, no one was injured and the uh, plane <laughs> landed 38 minutes late in Ho Chi Minh. Fuck, still pretty, uh, pretty good. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> better than Jetstar. Oh, yeah, way better. But then what do you know? Someone fucking dobbed on him. Oh, yeah? On the plane or just one of the thousands of people that received a leaflet with his name on it? Well, <laughs> no one would have known. They just would have thought. No, pretty good stunt. Must have been a private plane or something. Although commies love a dob as much, if not more, than us. The whole world's just full of dobbers. Sick of dobbers. Yeah. This country's full of dobbers. COVID's just made more dobbers here. They must be fucking spewing when it's almost done. The curtain twitches. COVID dobbing. Yeah, there's nothing to nothing to rat on your neighbours about now. Yeah. Except the general meth lab stuff. A uh, good friend of ours, and uh, I doubt he listens to this, so fuck you, Daniel, but... um. Daniel Connell, doing uh, comedy shows recently, had a the door person walk in the middle of his show up to about the second row and tell people to put their masks back on. Oh. That's pretty amazing. That's uh, that's a dobber. What was this, on Roadshow or something? No, no, no. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a comedy festival show here in uh, Sydney town. Oh, Sydney. No less, yeah. Ah. The tide is turning. Fuck, your joint's falling apart. I know. I've got to do something about it. Fight the system. Come down, mate. The beaches are shit and the weather's worse. Get down here. Yeah. I'm not getting down there. Um, So, yeah, no one injured. Pretty pretty good. Lai Tong, he's nailed the landing and proceeded to go on the run, which he successfully did. Wow. For two hours. Oh, yeah. There you go. And uh, <laughs> He was, he was found in a field, arrested and charged with air piracy. Sick. And that's it. Not littering, oh. just air piracy. Yeah. Um, Tong later claimed that he originally had planned the incident for two days earlier on September 2, Vietnam's National Day, which celebrates Ho Chi Minh's 1945 Declaration of Independence from both the Japanese and French. And uh, as we all know, we've you've tried. I've tried Vietnamese bread, and as previously discussed, uh, they didn't listen to the lessons taught to them by the French. So I'd love to give Vietnamese sushi a go and see how big it is. They probably just use basmati rice and make it in sandwiches, try to pass it off as sushi. <laughs> you don't, man, you don't like them, do you? You don't like the rolls. For all the horrible parts of, of um, colonisation and, and, you know, foreign rule, the food's been the positive one <laughs> and they fucked it up. No, see, that's where you're wrong. No. Barn me is fucking delicious, man. No, nah, too much. It's too big. So good. Too much bread. Um, Tong, he's quoted as saying in an interview, I have a duty to liberate my country. You can't enjoy yourself when your whole country is in pain, in torture. So turned out he was in a bit of pain and torture soon after. <laughs> um, chunked in the clink from 92 to 98 for the hijacking. That wouldn't be a fun spot. By the way, love love air piracy. Yeah, it's pretty good. Really takes the sting out of hijacker to be called an air pirate. Yeah, Just I know. <laughs> like you got an eye patch. Sky criminal. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, yeah, so got out of jail in 1998, and I assume he just said first thing would have been, what do you mean Friends is still on TV? Um, next thing they'll make it in a musical for the leftist Melbourne elite. Um, he was 
he was released to the USA where he had become a citizen after the war in an amnesty deal with the USA, which saw tens of thousands of South Vietnamese refugees converged on the USA, the greatest country in the world at the time, um, where they could have just all opened restaurants and cooked meals five times the original intended size before deep frying their traditional dishes so Seppos would fucking eat them um, without so much as a please or thank you. Man, there's rip of Vietnamese food over there. You know what hasn't made it to the States, amazingly? I've only ever seen it actually in a Vietnamese place was sweet chilli sauce. Oh, right. Yeah, I think we've spoken about it on here before. You think it would be fucking huge in the States because it's sauce with more sugar than normal sauce. Yeah. That's right up there, Ali. There's a couple of American listeners. Open up a sweet chilli sauce factory. Oh. You'll, you'll cane it. It'd be great. Well, not sugar so, cane, corn syrup. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you won't sugar cane it. Not their style. Yeah. It's just Bevan sauce in it. Um, really spice up a dish. <laughs> Nothing says a fucking Cody wedding or funeral like a plate of, um, you know, the like 57. You get a box at a supermarket, just 57. Spring rolls. Oh, but all of them. It's got every every country represented, every Southeast Asian country. Oh, it's got a curry puff and a, and a spring roll and a prawn toast all in the same thing. Bang. Sick. With a fucking big goblet of sweet chilli sauce. Oh, a big bowl of the stuff. Yeah. Dip it in. <laughs> Leave your flakes of, of spring roll all through it. Bonus crunch. <laughs> what a, yeah. Um, tell you what I've never gotten into. You know the tipping culture they have there? There's no manners in America, is there, really, for... for um. Just absolves you from having to use manners if you tip. Just say what you fucking want then, can't you? Our mate, bloody Daniel Sloss, was out here and he was talking about how annoyed he gets at <laughs> Australian service because it's so slow compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, man, we get paid good wages and people should just fucking wait a second. I don't understand what the big deal is. I find it weird and over the top in America where they're so in your face because they oh, yeah. need tips and it's been proven so many times that Fucking singing for your supper is no good for your mental health. Absolutely. Terrible. I could have a mouthful of food over there and they come over and ask you if you're all right. You know, what do you mean? I've got a mouthful of food. I'll fucking, I'll tell you. It's fine. It's like a, always play, always say please and thank you, kids, until you're paying someone, at which point you should treat them like the fucking servants they truly are. That's the lesson there. Crazy. Um, so quite a happy ending to the story. Lies just cruised back over to the USA where he'd settled. Um, but in the year 2000. His computer fucked up, Y2K. Well, fresh after, you know, we as a planet had successfully warded off the threat of Y2K. <laughs> um, maybe that's what happened then. Bit of a pause. Y2K heard, heard 2000 and went, oh, hang on, bit of a glitch. Um, Lai Tong. He's acquired itchy feet once more. He had to take to the skies yet again. Fuck. Keep a good man down. Back in the day when you could just hijack a plane, wait a few years, you're all right. Back in the team, you're allowed on. Oh, he's straight. Yeah, he's back in the game. What he did this time, he went to Cuba and rented a plane and pulled the same stunt over Havana. Oh, it's his own plane this time, though. Well, it was a rented plane, but he's scattering anti communist leaflets. Yeah. Just. Getting out of there and earning himself a victory parade in the in the anti Castro 
Cubans in Florida. So he got away with it this time, straight back to Florida. They gave him a parade. Great. So he rented he rented a plane in Cuba. No, he rented in Florida. Sorry. Oh, right. I, no, rented it in Florida. Went over to Cuba, dropped off the leaflets, and uh, came back. I was going to say you don't. Yeah, you don't just do the lap. You don't take off from Havana Airport, drop all that shit, and then land back at Havana Airport. No. And hope to catch a flight back to the US. Yeah. <laughs> you just pay that removing fee, like with a hire car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not going to drop it off where I picked it up. It's too far away. <laughs> Sting me a couple hundred. Oh, yeah. by, by the way, sorry, b- big uh, big change here. Just copped a fucking email yep. speaking about a, f- a restocking fee. Uh, we bought a new dining setting. Oh, yeah, yeah. My wife, Lucia, 33 weeks pregnant. They get into a little nesting, a little bit of nesting, make sure everything's right before the baby comes. Yep. And like most nests, we needed a new dining setting. Yep. Um, turned up, it's about two grand. Right for all the seats, it's had blah blah blah. Yeah, but it had this big sticker on it that said contains products that may be harmful to unborn babies. But it was like an, a sticker for America. Yeah. So we called the place and said, "Oi, wife's pregnant. What's this sticker about?" They said, "There's a chemical in the lacquer that um, America has to. You have to tell American consumers about this product that even if there's, you know, a bee's dick of it." In the lacquer, you've got to tell them. Whereas in Australia, you don't the have- pregnant women have a tendency to start eating the table as soon as they unbox it. <laughs> that's that's what I said. I was like, oh, well, I assume it's in most lacquer. I assume most lacquer, if you fucking chew tables, is probably not great yeah. for any child. Mm-hmm. Um, but we said, uh, wife was a bit nervous about it. Sorry, we've got to send the table back. They went, yeah, no worries. 20% restocking fee, 400 bucks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I think he- No, it didn't. Didn't say on the website that there'd be any fucking stuff in there that could harm a pregnant person. Absolutely. They're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. We've still got to. Yeah, you didn't to, ask. Still got to take it back though. Champs. So. Man. Mm. That's a lot of table. You already had a table when I saw your place. Yeah, there's one there. Yep. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes do not deceive you, Luke. There is a table. <laughs> Surprise me as well. <laughs> We've never fucking used it for dinner. We need another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you a couch dinner man? You dinner on the dinner on the couch? Yeah. Yeah, right. Casually sit at the table. Well, Charlie eats in his fucking high chair. We'll just chill out. Yeah. Table in the lounge. You sit there eating the fucking stuff that falls on the floor. Straight off the, um, the stable table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like he like Tong, he's become a hero. To anti Castro Cubans in Florida, you and your ilk, you've you've all got an affinity with Cubans in Florida. I can tell by the laminated Scarface pictures you and your mates have all <laughs> on your walls. That's what you Westboro Westboro graduation instead of a mortarboard and a, and a degree, it's a rolled up laminated <laughs> Scarface poster. Say hello to my little friend poster. <laughs> the world is yours, and maybe some hair grease and a fucking comb or something. <laughs> A white suit. <laughs> the the classic ones are the like the silhouette one or the um the one where he's firing a gun, machine gun. They're the two this I is see our, most commonly in these. This was actually you know, our, our graduation song. Congratulations, Westboro Grammar School students. Yeah. 
you're throwing your butterfly knives <laughs> in your fucking running. <laughs> so later that same year, right, Tong, he was taking some some flying lessons in Thailand and uh, no one smelt a rat when he just breezed through all the preliminary lesson bullshit and uh, said, just let me start fucking flying, will you? Um, by this stage, he was calling himself the Global Alliance for the Total Uprising Against Communists, G-A-T-U-A-C, GATUAC. So, Not real catchy. I don't know if he expressed himself as an acronym, but that's just what he is, a one-man alliance. Pretty good. Very impressive. Um, so he's taken the plane, right, another literal hijacking, and uh, gone back to Ho Chi Minh to drop off some more papers. Fuck. Up to the same tricks again. Man, just start a newsletter or oh, just anything. Yeah. They like newspapers, communists. They could have a, you know, they're pretty big on that. You know what? I just think he likes fucking flying at a low altitude. Oh, yeah. He's a fighter pilot. Yeah. He's nostalgic. Instead of guns, he's just got junk mail. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon they they saw him at the at the pilot school in the cockpit trying to just steer with his Steer with his knees while pretending to throw stuff out of yeah, a window. Yeah. I go, hold on. <laughs> we don't think he's yeah. He wants to fly this properly. <laughs> Some, he's pretty good. Like he's 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 committed. Um, when he returned to Thailand, though, he's gotten arrested and spent another six years in the Clinkaroonie. Fucking hell! This time at the Bangkok Hilton. Oof. So there he is. Do you remember? You know when you used to stay in Milton in Brisbane? Did you ever go to the Bangkok Milton? No. Thai restaurant? No. Classic. Very average food. Great name. Drew me in. Great name. Yeah. Well, Queensland, love a bit of that stuff. I actually got a few messages this week. Yeah. Uh, we got some through our page about the, um, what was the restaurant? Remember the restaurant we spoke about in the Brisbane? Oh, Ling Ling's. Ling Ling's. No, but what was the new Ling Ling's? It's it's called Ling Ling's, isn't it? The It was the Hay Ya Bar. Now it's Ling Ling's and it's got uh, love you long time cocktails That's and shit right. like that. Yeah, Ling Ling's apparently in a bit of trouble. Are they? For, the, for that exact thing that we were alluding to, miso horny soup, that sort yeah, of shit. all that sort of stuff. Okay. What sort of trouble? What trouble are we talking here? Well, there's a there's a there's uh, an online petition. Ah, okay. Right. Yep. That, that'll do it. <laughs> the modern taking it to the streets and sorting it out. But it's like as much as I agree that, yeah, it's a, some, definitely some crook names. Some of the, some of the comments on the... Uh, on the online petition, there are, you know, where people are like, I literally have never felt so unsafe. Yeah, what? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. If a fucking, if a, you know, imagine when these fucking idiots find a lump. How are they going to deal with that? If this is the most unsafe they've ever been, this is the worst I've ever felt. And also, a poorly named fucking cocktail is one of the safer things in the valley. Oh yeah. It's, when I'm walking through the valley, I'm not looking for a restaurant that, you know, has a crook menu as the source of trouble for me. Yeah. I'm looking for a wall to edge across backwards. Yeah. There's an adult with a bum bag. Uh-oh. <laughs> and a fucking neck tat and a rat's tail. I think he's more trouble. Yeah. Bum bags are back in comedy. A lot of people are getting around bum bags. Mm. What is, what's it for? If you're not a drug dealer or steroids or fucking maybe rolly cigarettes, is that what's in them? Don't know, I've never had one. Packet of drum and some papers. I don't know. I remember when they first kicked off, late 90s, early 2000s, and now that I'm starting to see those things again. Like I remember Hawaiian T-shirts, got oh, Hawaiian yeah. shirts, got massive around then. Mm. And my parents said, we used to have them. I said, fuck off, mum and dad. 
Yeah. This is the coolest shit ever. You've never had this before. Yeah. Now I'm seeing the exact same thing again. Oh, for sure. With the, the fucking Eshe lad culture, same clothes as 2002. Yeah. Feel of fucking hoodies and stuff. Uh, Lai Tong has said during his time, or when he's, when he's getting put in the clink this time, he said, the only thing that matters is the communists still control my country. I'm a pilot. This is what I can do. He shouted through the double mesh at Bangkok Central Jail. Um, six years in there, 2006, released straight to the bosom of the USA again. And uh, not too far from the news, old Lai Tong. March 13, 2008, saw Lai Tong in San Jose staging a hunger strike over the authorities not naming a small area of the city, Little Saigon. So he's um, a few weeks into his hunger strike, weeks, no food. He's, uh, he's meant business and stopped drinking water as well. Jesus. Yeah. The local government, they tentatively let a privately funded gateway arch get put up saying, welcome to Little Saigon. There you go. And uh, on March 13, at which point Lai has said, all right, I'll eat. <laughs> so he went over, he abandoned his tent and he went over to Fo Lan Noodle House across from City Hall, had three glasses of lemonade and some meat broth. Fuck. Oh, is that it? And while we're down here too, it's clearly Fo, not fur. <laughs> so one thing I know you can't do is just pronounce one word correctly and not all of them. Yeah. Pick a side. If you try it with all of them, you're called racist. And yet, you know, just, I don't know. You say that, but what about croissant? Well, the French don't care about racism. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you try you try doing something else off a Vietnamese menu. And nail it. Using the correct pronunciation and nail it and see, see how you go. See what your dinner guests think of that. Generally, any country I go to, if it's a non-English speaking country, I'll learn some phrases, just the hello, goodbye, thank you. You know, yeah. just the basics to try and be polite. Vietnamese, fuck, it's so hard. Oh, I imagine so. So tonal. I couldn't get it. I went, I'm not having a crack. Yeah. Then you're just pointing at number 13 on the menu. Yeah. You know what I meant? This Ho Chi Minh Mac is for anyway. Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate thick shape. Oh, communist countries, like they've they've embraced somehow KFC and McDonald's found their way in. Oh, man. <laughs> There's a probably... Like a Tiananmen Square KFC. I told you I was reading that, reading the um, book on. Oh no, I was yeah, reading a book on the history of China and how they describe their communism. Now it's like communism with a Chinese spin, which turns out is capitalism. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so. Um, I had a, look, a little look into Folan Noodle House. Uh, mm. Quite unsympathetic to vegetarians, according to the reviews. Um, the good old-fashioned go buy yourselves a head of lettuce and fuck off mentality <laughs> of yesteryear. We didn't have to pander. That's what you do at a vegetarian restaurant. You just get one of the spring rolls, fucking roll it in lettuce. Pretend. Yeah. That's what they do to do. <laughs> yeah. A few inevitable whinges, but the reviews are in largely very positive. You can dine fresco until 2 a.m. Oh, at, nice. At uh, Foland Noodle House. So anyway, so Lai Tong, he's met with San Jose Mayor Chuck Reed. Couldn't make that up. Sorry, my favourite faux place in Melbourne, faux Zung. There's a couple of them, one on Russell Street, one on Victoria Street. Yeah, I've been there with you. Yeah. Yeah, they've just got a cartoon um, chicken and a cow in the logo, smiling. Yeah, yeah. Great. Oh, they're not up for vegetarianism, are they? I told you, that's where the, the girl calls me Big Irish, which I like. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen it. Now it's 2021. I will have to complain. Well, you have to get the place shut down. <laughs> Otherwise, who are you? Are you a man of conviction or are you a weakling? Get it shut down. Put those people on the street for, for a reason, a good reason. Um, so he's met with Mayor Chuck Reed. What a name. Um, Chuck, someone in charge of stuff called Chuck. <laughs> he said, yeah, righto, you can have your sign. Just get your fucking tent off my steps. So guess what Chuck Reed's middle name is? Chuck. You won't guess. No. Rufus. Oh, far out. That's the mayor. So that's what we're looking at. Chuck Rufus Reed. Yeah. Brilliant. That's Mr. America. Yeah. <laughs> that's Uncle Sam's son. The cartoon Uncle <laughs> Sam. That's who he gave birth to. Chuck Rufus Reed. <laughs> Chuck Rufus Jesus Christ. Chuck. Um <laughs> anyway, so so it's 2010 now. We're just we're going chronologically here, and uh, yet another two years since Lai Tong was in the news, and he gets a bit frisky when he's been out of the news for a couple of years. <laughs> he wasn't quite finished, and yet getting a bit old to hijack a plane. So his last act of defiance, and this may be where he loses you. Dissidents do have a tendency to take things too fucking far. Um, blog? Has he has he embraced the internet and just started a blog? Oh, no. No, no, nothing that bad. But uh, what he has done, he's innocently enjoying a Dam Vin Hung concert while dressed up as a woman. It's 2010 in San Jose by this stage, Nick, not 2021 in Werribee. So people can do what they want. They're free. Right. Um, Vietnamese singing sensation, Dam Vin Hung. And as you're well aware, I'm not one for stereotypes, but his music is uncannily exactly the way I imagined it when I looked it up. Did you get some? I sent you a little bit. Hey! Man, catchy tune. Massive band. Well shot video. Yeah. My wife came in while I was watching it. She just went, what? What is this? Just getting a bit of. I don't know. I'm just getting it. Absolute (laughs) Vietnamese banger. Oh, I pretty much started singing that very song in my head as I was waiting for my computer to boot up to look for Dam's music for the very first time. So um, Lai Tong, right, he's at the concert. Dam Vin Hung is on stage singing with a female cohort and uh, an apparent woman in the front row has a couple of long stem flowers to offer the heart throb. You see what happened? Oh, is that, you made me pull a video. Yeah, mate, you didn't tell me what it was. So the lady's handed some roses over to the singer and then thrown something in his eyes. Well, no, this is Lai Tong in a dress. Yeah, I know. And he's offered flowers with the left hand and with his right hand he's pepper sprayed dam in the face. So Lai Tong. Gets tackled straight away. Makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Dan Vin Hung starts crying, and fair enough, and then doing his hair and then crying some more. Um, then Dan Vin Hung, I watched, I watched the whole thing. He uses a long scarf he has around his neck inexplicably on a hot stage and uh, to wipe his eyes until thinking, hang on, there's a woman standing right next to me. I might use her hair as a rag instead. <laughs> so he's... <laughs> taken her hair and started wiping his eyes with her hair. And uh, just another day, isn't it? I've never been and hope to never be pepper sprayed, but. Quite painful. It must do some fucking 
pretty weird shit to your head, yeah. to your brain, if that's what you think. This scarf's doing no good. Let me grab yeah. her ponytail, see if this, that helps. Else. <laughs> it's like, just start screaming, is there a woman here? There's got to be a woman. I can't see. Bring a woman close to me. I need some hair to wipe this. Um, so <laughs> about, about half of the 600 people attending the show fled in panic. Uh, but only a few audience members, along with the female performer, said they felt the effects of the pepper spray. It was just in the air. No one was seriously injured and hung, retook the stage about 15 minutes later, finished the concert. What a trooper. Fuck yeah. You know what I love about that? I didn't know what that video was about, but what I love now is that the band, after seeing the lead singer get pepper sprayed, they keep it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flower for you. Ah, that's the pepper spray. Still going. An extra instrument kicked in. Yeah, I know. I watched that and thought, I reckon every physical assault needs a soundtrack. <laughs> Just makes it so much so much more watchable and funny. When it's people screaming and crying and stuff, like, oh, hang on. This is you've got to sanitize this. It's modern <laughs> age, the internet. <laughs> so <laughs> for his troubles this time, Lai Tong, he's a fucking unbelievable life, this guy. He's got himself six months in Santa Clara jail. And um, Twilight, Twilight years for uh, Lai Tong, a little less action-packed, culminating in 2019 Uh-oh. when he died of a combo of old age and lung disease, now known as COVID. <laughs> oh. Lai Tong, mad dog, <laughs> man of the people, trying to get it done. Himself, yeah. Never just got a mailing list sorted. No, nah, he didn't. Yeah, he's, he's a technophobe. He just sorted shit out himself the old-fashioned <laughs> way. Don't see it much. Big funeral, over two hundred people there. Whoa. Obviously, that's how we quantify how much of an impact someone had on others. It's like the, <laughs> I think it's like the old-fashioned social media equation for aspiring influencers like yourself. Someone told me when it came out, right? <laughs> just to make sure they said, "Oh, you're a comedian. Make sure." that you have more followers than people you're following. And I imagine that's a bit like funerals of the old, olden days equivalent. I've been to about 25, so with any luck, I'll have about 26 people at my funeral on top. <laughs> Good ratio. Truly resting in peace knowing I've made a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop going to funerals for that reason. I think I cannot outstrip how many people are going to be at mine. Yeah. That'd be embarrassing when I'm dead. That's what I love about you too. You could go ahead and try and make more friends, but you're like, no, fuck that. <laughs> oh, I could have to go to a funeral out of this. Not having it. <laughs> I'll lock in the same amount of mates i got now. I'll lock in. <laughs> to be fair, most people clock off at about 30 with their friends, go, yeah, I don't need any more. Done. Uh, just start trimming them off then, if anything. Too many phone calls. Oh man! Well, it's a, how the how the fuck if you work and parent properly? How do you have? How do you ever have time? Like now, I'm looking at you. I've got a second kid on the way. Oh, fuck, man! It's busy. It's very busy. You're not gonna have time for actual friends. Your friends will be your fucking you know parenting group. Nah, women's husbands. Yeah, I hate that shit. Although some of the blokes are quite nice, but we all. All the dads, don't I tell you, a bunch of the dads, so there's parents group. Yeah. Um, I spoke about it in my show this year. I turned up. It was just me and 28 mums. Yeah. Um, and 
Then, though, a couple of years later, we the dads, you know, let's meet up, have a beer. But then we met up for a beer, some of us, and when we were there, we realised, hold on, this time could be used to see our actual friends. Yeah. there's. Mm-hmm. I have nothing in common with you idiots. Yeah. Except that your parents as well. Good luck and everything, but fuck off. Yeah. We all fucked around the same time. Mm. <laughs> I don't wish you any ill will, but get the fuck out of my face. Man, I've... I've got mates now, hit 34. I've got mates that are hit me up trying to get me into golf. Oh, my goodness. If, yeah. I, if I somehow have a spare four hours during the day, I'm not fucking wasting it playing golf. I'd be asleep. <laughs> Imagine having four hours off. Brilliant. Is that how long a game takes, four I, hours? I've got no idea. Jesus. Closer to eight, I reckon, if you're a beginner. Um, either way, though, light on. What, what a life. Jam-packed including two high-altitude junk mail drops, all of it pretty good up until the pepper spray for me. Mm. Um, then like yeah, the isn't, that, say, isn't that weird that I thought that's the one I thought, fuck, that's a bit over the top? Well, it is. The others were all fairly victimless. Yeah. It's just junk mail, just trying to influence people, admittedly, away from communism. So, But, yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, you, you never really institute change without violence, do you? Wouldn't think so. Need some blood on the streets. Not how it works. Blogs and shit. Complaining to me about what I say. Shit, let's go change the world. Fucking get some blood on the streets. <laughs> Spill some blood. That's a little tip you can take home with yourselves. Get violent. Get remembered. We all know Julian Knight, but we don't know Nick Cody. <laughs> He'll be forgotten. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly not going to end up on the fucking Wikipedia page now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I don't have any gigs coming up. I'm waiting for a fucking baby to fall out. Heggy, you on the road? Yeah, I'm on the road a little bit. I don't know when this – yeah, I don't know. I'm at, the, um, I'm at the Ritz just up the road from my house this Friday night, actually. Oh, yeah? If anyone's in Sydney, the Randwick Ritz movie cinema. Oh. Doing a show there. It's crazy. But uh, I don't know how it's going to go. We'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, just gigs around Sydney, a couple of little trips away. Newcastle Comedy Festival next week. Any Newcastle listeners, get along to the Happy Wombat. Ripper. Bunch of shows going on. Yeah. And then just uh, normal gigaroonies. Hopefully, we uh, get to do a live show up there towards the end of the year. We're going to announce some more live show dates. We're starting to lock them in now. I've got to wait until the new baby's a few months old. Get back out and about. Nice. Um, at Midflight Brawl on Instagram. Get on the Patreon, Midflight Brawl, patreon.com slash Midflight Brawl, bunch of extra episodes and whatnot. Um, again, thanks for all your support. Leave us a bloody review, like, subscribe, whatever you do. Do your thing. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Cool, man. I'll speak to you next week. Speak soon. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 